boys, it's finally here. The time has come. Boxing Day is upon us. Football is back. We got 10 games to talk about. Is there anything better than that? Not that I can think of right now. This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League from three friends who support different clubs. My name is James. I support Arsenal. That's Brad. He supports Chelsea. And down below, that is Sean, and he supports Tottenham Hotspurs. Boys, hello. Good day. Good morning. It's back. Let's let's just get into it. Um, so it's been like six weeks since we've had football, of English football, I should say. Um, and I think that that means we probably should take a look at the Premier League table and see where everybody's at right now. Um, of course, you know, it's important. You just wanted to do it for Arsenal, didn't it's, you? It's very important to have a good contextual understanding of where everyone is in the table, what their situations are, what their stories have been through the first 14 or 15 games in the season. Um, so yes, yes, I did want to look at the league table because it's been a minute since I've looked at the league table. Um, and it just, it looks real nice right now. You know what I'm saying? Like real nice. So in first position on 37 points, five points clear of the second place team, we've got Arsenal Football Club. The boys are there. Uh, Second place is Manchester City up to third. This is Newcastle United. Big shout out to Joel and uh, his 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 team, Newcastle. Uh, Eddie Howe's got them playing exceptionally well through the first 15 games. Uh, so big shout out to Newcastle. Um, Tottenham round out the top four. They are in fourth. Manchester United are in fifth. Um, that's kind of an interesting turnaround for United, especially after the way they started the season. So... Um, good on them. Liverpool are in sixth. Brighton and Hove Albion are in seventh. Chelsea Football Club are in eighth. Um, trailed closely behind by uh, close rivals Fulham. Fulham are in ninth on 19 points. Two points off Chelsea. Uh, in tenth are Brentford. And 11th, starting the second half of the table, we got Crystal Palace in 11th. Aston Villa in 12th. Leicester City are in 13th. Uh, Bournemouth are 14th, Leeds United, Jesse Marsh and the boys, they are 15th, um, West Ham United are in 16th, Everton are in 17th, and then in the uh, the places, the positions, no one wants to be in the relegation zone. In 18th, we've got Nottingham Forest, they are on 13 points, Southampton, they are on 12 points, and then Wolves, they are on 10 points. So things not looking good for any of those teams. Um Honestly, from about Bournemouth down, uh, from like 14th down, uh, it's, it's looking a little dicey for those teams. So what do you guys, what do you guys think about this table? We've played about what we think like a third of the season so far, um, may, a little bit more than a third of the season. Um, what do you think? Uh, I mean, the biggest surprise is Fulham, as high up as they are. You think? Um, yeah, Fulham in the top 10. I mean... We knew Newcastle being top three is probably a shocker, but not as big of a shock as Fulham top 10, personally. That's your biggest surprise? Yeah. What's your biggest impression? Arsenal. How how is that not anybody? That has to be your biggest surprise, James. You didn't expect to be 14 games in with 37 points 
Certainly not. O- only dropped two, uh, five points in 14 games. There's no way in your wildest dreams you thought you would drop five points in 14 games. That yes. has to be the biggest surprise of the season. Certainly, I did not expect Arsenal to be there. But I will I will tell you that when we were making our predictions for the season, I, I picked Arsenal to finish third. Um, and I, I waffled on whether or not I wanted to say Arsenal would finish second. Um, so there was a big part of me that was like, I think Arsenal is going to finish second. Um so yeah, obviously being five points of the five points clear uh, after fourteen games is incredible to me. But honestly, my biggest thing is Wolves. Wolves playing fifteen games and only having ten points. Yeah, that to me is the biggest shock. I, you know, I think Arsenal. And West Ham. No, I think Arsenal, like you know, having thirty-seven points through fourteen games is an astronomical total. Um, that's a lot for Arsenal. But like, if I'd had them like where Newcastle are or where Spurs are, 28, 29, 30, somewhere like that, like they're not that far off. But Wolves, man, like that's uh, they're they're gonna get relegated. Like they're there's, I mean, uh, unless there's some major turnaround for them, they're gonna get relegated. And I ha- I I didn't pick them to get relegated. You didn't pick them to get relegated. Brad didn't pick them to get relegated. So that to me is uh. That's that that's the biggest one for me personally. It's interesting we all three picked something different. Well, yeah. a good, this has been a good season. I agree. I agree it's been a good season. I mean it's been an interesting season and a good season. I, I, I want to ask you, Brad, because it seems to me like if I were to ask Sean, I'm sure Sean is decently pleased with where Spurs are. What's what what what's up with with Chelsea and can uh, do you guys think over do you think that over the course of the next uh, what is it uh, twenty four games that Chelsea will will get it right and finish in the uh, in the top four? Yes. Okay, that was the most obvious response that anyone has ever received on this podcast. Yeah, that, that was the but, most but obvious. No, because that was that was the most would, no yes no, that there on. has ever been. Hold on. As much of a Chelsea homer as I am, right? And there's like proof and proof and proof. There was a long enough pause there that like I actually had to like think through to see can it be possible? And I think it can. I think yes. the most no yes. Obviously it can be possible. Like I, I I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we can get it done. Eight I points, mean, and and we're getting healthy. It's the best part of the six weeks. Well, is it, Reese is back. Ben Chilwell's back. For how long? Conte's not them? back. The rest of the season, brah. Because yeah, that's Fafana's hurt again. That's for another one. That's the thing with both Ben Chilwell and Reese James is like. You can't. They always get injured. Like they played. So, yeah. Can you rely on them for the next twenty-four matches? Like each plus champions. It's like plus. It's like tyranny. Cup. Well, tyranny's tyranny's healthy. The problem is he's run into Alessandro Zinchenko. Um, right. Like clearly, we need cover for Reese. I think we have cover. Okay. I mean, we have plenty of cover. Like we have the coverage for Benchoa on the left. You can slide Cucurella right into that spot. So, we still need cover for Reese James, but. Yes, I think we get top four. How would you characterize the first section of the season? Chaos. I thought you said Chelsea thriving chaos. That, that was under the um, Russian oligarch. Ah, okay. It was a Russian oligarch thing. 
So now the American oligarch, you don't know what to do. <laughs> we don't know yet. American we oligarch. We got to see, because, right? Because, like look, if we're still top half of the table and we're not in Champions League at the end of the year, we'll see if Todd's willing to stick with Graham. I hope so. It just signed him. That would be an interesting question. For a team like Chelsea, for a fan base like Chelsea, um, who have gotten fairly used to being in the Champions League over the last 25 years. Um, yeah. We've been out of it, I think. We, we missed once or twice. I think one or twice. Yeah. 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 Especially over the last 25 years, it's probably maybe two or three times that you guys have been out of the Champions League. Because that goes back into the 90s a little bit. Yeah. Over the last 25 years. Yeah. Yep. But if we, if we just do like the last 20 years, since Roman Abramovich bought the team, you guys have missed out on the Champions League on occasion. Once or yep. twice. Something like that. Um, yep. It would be interesting to see if Chelsea supporters can stomach an Arsenal situation where uh, like you have a downturn, all the other teams around you get better, and it takes you a while to recover, and you miss out on the Champions Leagues for five years. I know you're going to say that. You're, you're correct. You're going to say that's you're, not going to happen. Your, 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 your gut reaction is be like, well, that's never going to happen. Um, but... I mean, it, look. England is the our, toughest league in the pa- world correct. To, to, to qualify. And past and, and these past 20 years, like we've just won like something almost every single year. There's been like a couple of years where we haven't won something. So I think that becomes the difference, right? Are we still competing? Are we still winning trophies? And I don't think it takes five years. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not suggesting but, you guys are in a position that Arsenal were in when Arsenal Wenger left. But if we miss a year or two, like that would be madness. That brings I, up a good. If we miss next year, I think. I mean, like clearly the goal was top four, right? Like that was Bowley's goal when he took over was top four. Um, with Tuchel, I think once Tuchel left, I think top four is still the goal, but it's not like detrimental to potter if he doesn't hit it like he's not i don't think he's going to be fired if he doesn't hit top four i think if I we're would, outside of european football i think that's a different conversation that happens then I, I, yeah i think i think that's probably right it it's it's hard it's hard to pin another manager's expectations to a new manager and then hold them to it it's hard to do that and then hold them accountable for something that is Especially it, when you fire your manager the day after the the window closes. But to be fair to to be fair to Graham Potter and Thomas Tuchel, it's not like Chelsea. It's not like it was a. It's not like they fired Tuchel and he was in sixteenth position. Like Chelsea yeah. were were yeah. in and around where they are now, and like yeah. they haven't gotten any worse. They haven't gotten any better under Potter. So well, well that, that's what happened with Nuno and Jose. Like you guys were like, oh, J- Nuno's doing fine. You're right there. You're you're in striking distance. No, we looked awful. I, I was just I was like I was just asking the questions last year. See, I don't ago. think Chelsea looks awful though. Yes, they do. Have you what? Uh, see, it's been a month since he's watched it. He don't remember. <laughs> they look I bad. I don't think they do. I disagree. Oh my gosh, a month. What a month. What a month does to erase the memory. Huh? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see this week. I guess we will. We'll see That's the point days. of this episode. Yeah. That's or five point days, of this four episode. days. That is four the point days. of this episode. Sorry, I did get a sidetrack there. I apologize, gentlemen. So, yes, Boxing Day is upon us. So, um, we've got 10, 10 matches kicking off on Monday, December 26th. It all kicks off 
with Brentford hosting Tottenham Hotspurs. Spurs are getting this kicked off. Um, then we got Palace hosting Fulham. We've got Everton hosting Wolves. Leicester are hosting Newcastle United. Southampton are hosting Brighton. Aston Villa are hosting Liverpool. And Arsenal host West Ham United. Fast forward to Tuesday. We've got Chelsea hosting Bournemouth. United hosting Forest. And then this match week kind of rounds out on Wednesday with Leeds hosting a city. So we've got seven matches on Boxing Day, three on not on Boxing Day, essentially. Um, <laughs> that is that is what it what it would be. Um, so first off, Joel, I know you're uh, either over in England now or you're going to be in England uh, when you're listening to this. I hope you get tickets to that Leicester Newcastle game. I really do. That would be that would be fantastic for you. And if you do, record some video so that we can show it on the podcast. We'll figure out how to do that. We'll have like a I don't know figure it out. We'll splice it in on the review. We got it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll, we'll, it'll be it'll be cash money. I promise. Um, it'll be really cool. Um, but where do we want to start? Should we start with Leicester, Newcastle, Southampton, Brighton, Villa, Liverpool, oh. Arsenal? Where, where, where do you want to start, Brad? So one quick aside. Yes. On Monday, on yeah. the first game of Boxing Day. Yes. Does Ivan Tony start? Mm-hmm. Technically, uh, yeah. he's, technically, he has until January fourth yes. to answer. So like technically there's nothing that can happen until January 4th. Yes. Does Brentford you, play you, Ivan Tony? Yes. You start your best player. Yeah. Agreed. Until you can't. I mean, for, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, I'm asking, I, I agree with you. Sean, like, you can play him, you play him, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's a Premier League, uh, there's a Premier League star being credit, credible, uh, cr- uh, credibly accused of a sexual assault that plays in London for a big, club in london apparently and there are no no nobody's been internally suspended or not played and sexual assault rape is a much more uh much more heinous heinous act than uh than than gambling so yeah you gotta play von tony until you can't why especially with a victimless victimless crime like gambling like absolutely play him it's not it's not victimless victimless we're talking about our sponsors here. You probably fed him a few free bets. You know, True. he put down his fiver and got 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 a hundred pounds. That's right, guys. He did. He's he is taking money from the bookie. Wait uh, a second. His owner owns owns a betting company. Like that's how he got to buy Brentford. Yeah, bro. We so like it's all ridiculous. All of it's ridiculous. Um, speaking of betting, can I go on a tangent real quick? We, we love did, we, so we love those here. It, did you guys see the par- the championship parlay long long bet from this guy that bet twenty six dollars on this is this was the weekend before he placed this bet the weekend before March Madness okay of this past year he bet Kansas to win the Final Four okay he bet Golden State to win the championship he bet the Avalanche to win uh, the NHL championship he bet. LAFC to win MLS. He bet AC Milan to win Serie A. He bet Man City to win the EPL. And then his last bet was France to win the World Cup. It was $26 to win $580,000. What was the payout before the World Cup final, though? So before the the World Cup final, I'm glad glad you asked. They, They asked him to pay out. $2,000 
287,000. Yes. Yes. And he and he took it. Good man. Before Smart before man. the before the World Cup final, he took it. Could you imagine losing $550,000 on a penalty kick? No. I'm, no. No. No, I couldn't. Wow. He he nailed every one of them and ha- almost had France. Almost. Yeah, except for Emmy Martinez being yeah. as big as a wall. <laughs> wow. Crazy, crazy. How does how does that bet only get you from twenty six dollars only get you to five hundred thousand? That's that I, that seems what insane. What do you mean only? What picks, do you mean only? I think I think he. Well, I don't know about Avalanche because I don't know about the NHL, but I think most of those were the favorites to win. AC Milan to win Syria? Get out of here! No, that may have been a slight long shot that's compared a, to the others. It's his long shot. It's a longer shot. Um, France winning the I mean, World Inter, Cup's not a long I mean, shot. AC was wait a second. AC and Inter were like neck and neck the season before. Excuse me. Um, yes. No, I don't think it's as long as you think. And Inter blew themselves up because of chaos. Because I mean, of like, I don't, I don't know how odds work, and I don't know how Inter lost Conte odds, but I wouldn't doubt AC Milan were one of the favorites to win. Probably, probably up there. They probably had shorter odds than say AC or Inter. Right? Napoli was probably so, up there as well. The, Maybe. The, when I when I look down the bet sheet, the only negative, which is lower odds for those that don't bet, the only negative on the entire bet sheet was Man City to win because he put it in March, uh, and at that point, Man City had just about locked it up. Yeah, maybe that's why it, uh, what it didn't amount to as much. Oh yeah, it could have been six, seven hundred thousand. Yeah, it just seems like. Getting nailing all of those correct should be so much. You're you're off your like you make seven bets, and all of a sudden, like you're saying it should be more. Yes, I'm I'm saying. I'm on I'm on Tony. Please subscribe to this podcast (laughs) so we can tell me. Teach me about parlays. I don't understand. Teach me about parlays. We'll we'll get you your own segment on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony's corner. Ivan's bets. Yeah, I don't know if. I don't know if we can, you know, you you have to win some of these bets because clearly we can't pay you. We'll call it. We'll call it Ivan to bet. <laughs> Ivan to bet. Wow. Yo, Sean's coming in with the segments. That's hot. Hey, listen. It, sometimes you come up with your best ideas on the fly. Yo, Ivan to bet. Sponsors. That's Yo, Sean's job. Even even yes. if uh, even if even if Tony doesn't decide to join us, that should be a segment. Ivan to bet. Yeah, we need to get some. All right. Get some. All right, I'm gonna start looking up odds. Get I'm some looking up degenerate odds. sports sponsors because I'll I'll do it since since we lost the uh, inconvenience of the week because that that was a lot to come up with. I can do better the week. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, uh, so why did we highlight Southampton Brighton? Why did we highlight? Mate, I don't know. You were the one bolding things. I did I only did because you said to. Okay. Well, I will say that. Uh, Brighton, they've got a uh, a World Cup winner on their, oh, sir. On their team. Uh, yeah, they've got Danny Welbeck. Um, yeah, Southampton. Prime. Southampton needs to win win some points so they can get out of relegation. I don't know. I picked Southampton okay. to get relegated, so I need Brighton to pump them. Um, okay, let's let's talk about Leicester Newcastle. So, like, obviously, Leicester probably expected at the beginning of the season to be where Newcastle is, and Newcastle obviously didn't expect to be where they are now. Um, I think they expected to be fighting in and around there, but to be 30 points through 15 games is exceptionally good. Um, 
That's a great point total. So how do we see this game? Do we think that this uh, World Cup break has served either one of these teams better than the other? I mean, Leicester was hot when, when, like, when uh, they won four of their last five before the break. So, I mean, and Newcastle won all five. So it's an interesting run of form. Um, both were hot. See if they can keep it. Yeah, I mean, I think- and, and to be fair, the only game that, that, that Leicester lost in that run of five was against Manchester City, and they lost 1-0. So, like, you can't fault somebody for losing to City 1-0. Um, yeah, yeah. That's probably the best result anyone can can hope to get against City, um, if, we're being, if we're being honest. And they came out firing this week in the EFL Cup. I mean, they played MK Dons, but like... <laughs> Brad, how much... Knocking in three goals. Is it knocking in three goals? How much of that game did you get to watch? Absolutely. As much as we get to watch the pick of the week. Dang. Okay. I understand now. So like that, I guess that's, <laughs> that's, that's I guess, a good point that you're bringing up in terms of their, their form. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think form plays a factor into these games at all. You know what I mean? Because it's been so long since these teams have played... Um, that's a lot of rest though. Like, like this is my biggest concern coming into the second half of the season that Arsenal don't maintain the same level of intensity that they were exhibiting at the beginning of the season um, and that they had built up for themselves over the course of the first you know 14 games I worry that that not necessarily that complacency comes in but that like it takes a while for the gears to start spinning again for the for the the, the cranks to start grinding um, yeah that's it it kind of feels like we ended a season and we're starting a new one. Yeah, like this, it feels that way. It, it, to me, it really feels like who is going to get the ball rolling fast enough. Like who is going to get yep. their snowball tumbling down the mountain fast enough, picking up the steam uh, to to. That's, that's why. That's why I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust Spurs away at Brentford because Kane only stopped playing two, three weeks, two two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And so he gets a little break, and then he goes right back to training. Like it's a little break. Yeah, for a team, but but teams teams like Brentford who haven't, like no one. I, well, I need to look at Brent, Brentford's roster, but like no one went over. They've been just chilling for five weeks. I mean, they. I'm sure they arranged friendlies and Arsenal played. Sure. They just got Ars- smacked sure. by Chelsea. Yeah, Arsenal played three friendlies. Um, the Havertz hat trick apparently. Behind closed doors. So, I, I you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like, another one of these games that we kind of highlighted was this uh, Aston Villa game against Liverpool, right? So, Liverpool have the match against City in the Carabao Cup. Um, and, you know, they haven't played in six weeks. And to, I don't know if, Sean, you made this point when we were talking about this on the uh, on the preview episode, on the review episode on, on Wednesday, that like players like Mo Salah and Erling Holland, like they haven't played in in six weeks. They're gonna play. They're so they're playing. They're gonna play. So like this game could have fireworks. Now, granted, City are missing quite a few players. Uh, yeah. Julian Alvarez, um, who's obviously still in Buenos Aires right now. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, well, not they're not missing that, but yeah. Well, he wasn't playing anyway. But like Carabao Cup, obviously, would have been his competition. Um, but like, is Kevin De Bruyne back? Like, is he back fully integrated into the team? Phil Foden. Yeah, um, Belgium was out soon enough that, like, yeah, I, I would think, assume so as but, well. But either way, 
let's be real. City has 22 players that could start for probably almost any other team in the in the Premier League. So like, yeah, they're but, not hurting. Yeah, but no, but a lot of those players were at the World Cup. Like, their second. And st- most of them came back quick. I mean, some of them, yeah. I mean, they had, they had yeah. quite a few players playing deep into the tournament, quarterfinals they, or beyond. They did get the most money from FIFA for their players. Yeah, so Chelsea was second. And then you look at you look at a team like Aston Villa. Uh, Unai Emery, new manager, he's had two two games in charge. Really had a chance to kind of drill and hone in. Now, I I don't know how important this is specifically. Um, they play on Monday. Emmy Martinez is in Buenos Aires right now. He could probably be back in 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 at Villa by I guess Monday. it depends. Is he going to be sober enough? I don't know. I mean, if he gets on a plane tomorrow, I mean, like that's a long way to fly. But I'm sure he. I, to me, just getting a goalkeeper to slot back in is probably super simple. Yeah. Right. I don't, yeah, I think I think of all of the positions on the field. Like you could not be at practice for it's, it's probably goalie. Well, to be fair, yeah. like goalkeepers do their do an entirely separate training from the outfield player. So it's not like when we talk about practice, like it they they might show up to the end of the outfield practice to like do like some scrimmage type stuff. So it's just different training entirely. Um so yeah. It's probably better for him to to like so his voice gets back so then he can get yelling again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. Um I don't see why Emmy Martinez can't get back in time. Now, like the the sobriety aspect of it, like will he be hung over? That's a that's a good question. Um, but let's be real, like, have any of them been sober since they left Qatar? Yeah, good for him, man. Good for all of them. You get to celebrate. You get to celebrate yep. if you win a, win a tournament. Oh yeah. Hey, and just so everybody knows, Budweiser is donating every every keg, every case, every can that they. We're going to send to Qatar is going to Argentina. Now, but how are they distributing it? Like, are they giving it to the bars and like, I don't know. To the country of Qatar or the, to the country of Argentina. That seems you like. You figure it out. That's going to be some. That's going to. Cardi. The parade little skim off the top. Little yeah. skim off the top. Little couple of kegs. Couple of cases. And, uh, we'll sh- keep that right here at headquarters. Yeah. Sean, Sean, Sean feels what I'm, what I'm getting at. There's going to be some. Yeah, uh, look. Yeah, you guys, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, little skimming off the top. What is it, like seventy-five million dollars worth of beer or something like that? Some absurd that's, amount of beer. Oh, that's a lot. I of beer. That. That's how much. That's how much Budweiser paid to for the sponsorship. So, like a hundred million dollars worth of beer, probably. Hey, that's a, that's a lot of beer. Um, and do Argentinians even like Budweiser? We're gonna find out. I'm gonna I'm gonna Does call it matter. I'm gonna call my my hey, neighbor look. who's Argentinian and see what he thinks. What's your What's your favorite kind of beer? Free beer, obviously. What's your second favorite type, favorite beer? The the next free one. Cold. Okay. So, a cold uh, free beer is the is the best beer there is. So, so I guess my 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 question about this Liverpool Villa game. Um, Liverpool will get a warm up match in the, uh, almost said the Community Shield in the EFL Cup. Um, do we do we see Villa putting up a lot of resistance against them? Like, how is this game? How does a game like that play out? Is it hard for either one of these teams? It's probably easier for Villa because they've had five weeks to work, right? Okay. Yeah. Especially the new manager, new ideas. Um, 
Liverpool had players in the World Cup, much more players in the World Cup than Villa did. I, 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 I keep asking this question. It's just, it's impossible to tell. I don't know. Did um, they? Firmino didn't play. Salah didn't play. Nunez was out forever. Like it was, it was out. And, four weeks some, ago. and don't they still have injuries still I mean, to Liverpool? Does Darwin went to the World Cup? Um, yeah, but he he hasn't played. In, they got uh, knocked out in the group stage. Louis like Henderson, he's he's been back for Luis Diaz didn't play for Ecuador at all. Um, <laughs> he did not play for Ecuador. He did not. Allison, he did not. Allison played a lot. Van Dyke played a lot. Um, yeah, Van Dyke went to the semis. So like, you, but like, how much how much does a center back run? Yeah, I don't know. That's a that's a good question. So, no, Liverpool's ready to go. Okay. So you think Liverpool's going to smash? Uh, absolutely. Who do you think? Uh, uh, Brad and I seem incapable of of reading these games. So who's going to win this Arsenal West Ham game? Arsenal who? You mean West Liverpool Ham. game? He just said Liverpool's oh, going to okay. smash. I'm moving on to the Arsenal-West Ham game so that we yeah. can get out of the podcast so we don't belabor the point. Yeah. I just want Sean Stradamus to give us a prediction for West Ham-Arsenal. Uh, it's it's 3-2 Arsenal. 3-2. Okay, this was, a, wow. this was a trap question. I asked it specifically yep. to Sean because I, uh, I was like, he's going to he's gonna pick West Ham. Uh, in a, in so a, I get to come back next podcast and be like, how do they keep doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Let's come back next next podcast and ask how they're Arsenal gonna keep, keep doing. doing it. They're gonna keep doing it. They're I'm gonna right. keep doing Let, it. Let's keep doing it through May. It's obnoxious. It is obnoxious, and I love it. <laughs> um. So yeah, tell us what you guys think. Are you guys? Do you guys think that this is a weird restart? That that things are feeling strange? Do you think that it's more straightforward than we're making it? Let us know in the comments below. Um, we'd love to hear from you. As always, if you if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, ring the sub notification bell, uh, follow on the podcast site, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts, share it with a friend, um, do all those things, and we will would really appreciate it, and it would make us very happy. Um, and yeah, hit us up on Twitter. That's at KSBradG at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I'm at James Tiffany collectively at Redcard underscore radio. Uh, watch some football this weekend. It should be fun. I don't know if it's going to be as fun as the World Cup final was, but it's going to be fun. And uh, I can't wait to get into it. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.